I'm I'm giving up. I'm admitting I'm wrong. Oh, this very popular thing that everyone loves. Well, I have some notes. <laughs> Caving. Get into it. Anytime there's a video of a dolphin humping a person, <laughs> that video is getting sent to me. What a joy just to see oh dol- horny dolphins all the time. Totally. Hello and welcome to The Great Beyond, an Is This Good Companion pod where we follow up on last week's episode, answer listener questions, and catch up with each other. The person I'm catching up with is, of course, Jason Doyle. Hello. Hi, JD. Thanks for coming. Uh, off the top, I want to give a quick TAS update. Not to go too into it because we are recording this uh, early, like a couple days early, but would be remiss if we didn't share good news, uh, which is just that generally that TAS is doing really well. And I know they're even talking about releasing him from his rehab facility to do uh, outpatient care so he can recover at home. Uh, I think there's still a long way to go, but this is really amazing news. Uh, And I know you saw him a couple days ago. Yeah. uh, If you want to just say what that was like. No, I saw him uh, twice over the weekend. I saw him on Friday and I saw him on Sunday and he's doing great. And between Friday and Sunday, even there was a marked improvement um physically he's doing incredibly well um it's just the brain stuff that uh we're trying to that he's trying to uh catch up on and that he's going to rehab for and uh all i can say is that he's doing great and uh feels like he's he's on his way back i mean it's uh it's amazing uh the body very fragile very resilient as well so um shout out to tass yeah, fuck. That is so amazing to hear. We love you, Tassie. It's like I want to say he's like a medical marvel, like way ahead of schedule, but I, I don't no idea what the doctors are saying. I don't know if the doctors are are convening in a room off of his going, what the fuck? You see, we got to fucking call Professor X. This guy's filled with adamantium. Right? It is Tass, though, as well. The guy is in incredible shape. He's a 42-year-old guy. He's got... Uh, I don't know what you would call it. Good bones, good uh, good makeup, good DNA. I don't know what it is. It's uh, but uh, wouldn't expect anything less from the guy. To be honest, he's a, he's just a beast, you know. All right. Well, we'll share more good news when we have it. As I said, this is a couple of days early, so when you're hearing this, fuck, the news might even be better. So yeah, uh, keep going, Tassie, and uh, yeah, excited to see him soon in Atlanta. Uh, the reason we are recording early is because you are leaving on a jet plane. Yes. You are going to New York City, <laughs> the city that never sleeps. Yeah. Uh, why are you going, and are, are you excited to be going? I know you haven't been in New York in a while. Uh, I have not been in New York in a while, and um, I am excited to be in New York, although I think it's going to be one of those frustrating trips because it's for work, and we're all mm. booked up. Um, we're going to the, the New York Times building, Matt. It's We're going to spend the entire day in there. I'm Honestly, that is cool. Do you think that's cool? I think that's I cool. I actually do think it's pretty cool, and I have a badge to get me in. And uh, I received my my work badge. I haven't had a work badge since back in the Turner days. And I was like, oh, I hope it says New York Times on it somewhere. No offense to the athletic, but, you know, you know, I'm not the biggest sports guy. It does say the athletic, which is owned by the New York Times. So we are their sports page now. So uh, it's going to be feel pretty cool to flash my badge and 
just walk the halls of the the hallowed New York Times. It's crazy. Mm, so you're going to be like, you're going to bleep your past and then say, show me to A.O. Scott. I have some questions about a review he wrote 12 years ago. That's exactly right. Uh, and, you no, know, I'll pass by Maggie Haberman's desk. I got a couple questions for her. I'd like to see the entire uh, op-ed section, actually. Oh, yes, I have a, a few bones to pick with them. You know, it's going to be great. And then about, I would say, I'm going to say 90 minutes. It's going to wear off because I'm going to be sitting in meetings all day. And I'll be like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to go now. Let's go to, let's hit Sizzler in, uh, is there still a Sizzler in, in Times Square? <laughs> I mean, smart money is on yes. Yeah. Oh my, they got everything there, JD. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, but so have you made a dinner reservation? Is anyone taking the lead here? You know, with you out of the picture, there is not, we are sort of floundering a bit, but there is talk of dinner. Um, our buddy Jared's going to be in town as well simultaneously. Oh, nice. And our man Jerome, of course, is going to be there. So uh, we will uh, be, you know, I'm going to consult with you afterwards because, uh, you know, like you say, it's been years since I've been to New York. I guess the last time I was with you, maybe? It's possible. You might have been one more time in between. Right. But I don't think I've been there since, I want to say, 2016 or 17. Okay. Yeah. So I have been there since. But yeah, the last time I was there with you was the NBA Awards. Yes. So. Hey, we have a lot of uh, TBJ starters, no dunks memories in oh, New York. 100%. Yeah. Um, the classic walking to Shake Shack. I don't know if Trey's going, make sure he's fed at all times. Maybe uh, pack pack some almonds, some cashews. <laughs> yeah. Some dried cranberries. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you could just hand them to him in that in that meeting so he doesn't go ham on Brett Stevens, you know? So he doesn't say, I'd like to see Arthur Salzenberger. What's that guy's name? Uh, I the think it is Salzenberger, it? isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Just make sure Trey's, Trey's on a full stomach when, okay. when yeah. he sees him. We'll, we'll keep him the fed. Big, we'll keep him fed. Big boss. Uh, <laughs> did anything good or not good happen to you this week? Okay, well, uh, you know, the, the good thing is uh, the TAS update, but uh, I have to update these never-ending Twix debate that is raging. Mm -hmm. It is spilled out of this house and onto the internet and into our Discord, and Rachel will not let up. So I'm acquiescing. I'm 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 giving up. I'm admitting uh -huh. I'm wrong. Twix is a cookie. And what's convinced me is she she found these clips of two seasons ago on the Great British Bake Off mm -hmm. or the baking show, whatever they call it over here. And they are referring to Twix, but not saying Twix, and it's 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 in the context of making a cookie. So if Paul Hollywood and Prue think that Twix is a cookie. Well, it's a cookie. So I'm wrong. I lay down my arms. I'm watching the British Bake Off for the first time ever, by the way. Whatever season this is, I think it's 11, yeah. maybe? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm watching. It's two episodes in. Yeah. This is my Survivor, JD. It is. Honestly, it's one of my favorite shows ever. Ever. I didn't, I resisted because I really hate baking. Like, I don't like doing it. I like right. uh, cooking. I like the, the savory part of the culinary world. Same. And I just like cooking because it's just like, 
I don't love cooking from recipes. Like, I'll look at it, then I'll kind of freestyle. Yeah. Just how I like to express myself, you know, <laughs> when I get in the kitchen. What I put on the plate is part of my personality. Right. And I can't have my personality being uh, a Claire Saffitz recipe. Maybe you could go visit her at the New York mm, Times. Okay, yeah, just, yeah. Just check that out. Ask her, ask her how to make a challah properly. You okay. know, we're struggling over here in the household. <laughs> um, but baking is just so precise. And even, like, you know, then I've learned that, like, what I grew up just pouring flour into a measuring cup as, you know, making chocolate chip cookies with my mom. You can't do it that way because right. the way the flour sits in the cup could be different. You got to weigh it. Yes. It's all grams. You got to go grams. Grams. Now. Metric. All um, and it was too scientific. And then the uh, you got to measure the temperature of the oven. And then, you know, the cooking is exactly precise. Yes. Like, just like, as you know, as I'm learning on the Bake Off, like the criticism, they'll always be like, you should have left this in the oven for two more minutes right you know 120 <laughs> seconds is the difference between you winning and losing this competition that's right uh but i started watching it and you know it, it, it it's charming obviously yes and uh i still don't really care about baking but it is interesting so i guess my, all the same my question is was the challenge to make a cookie and someone made a, or a biscuit as they'd say and the the biscuit they made was you know a cookie crumble with caramel on top enrobed in chocolate and they were calling that a biscuit is that the issue yes and i think well i i i haven't seen that episode to be honest but i think it was a technical challenge so that means that all the contestants were tasked with Mm. recreating a twix and i believe it was on biscuit they don't have chocolate bar week you know what (laughs) i mean so fuck it's a cookie all right you got me it's a cookie I mean, we but, were almost talking ourselves into it being a cookie when we I were know, adamantly that's, saying that's the problem. You start really examining, so taking it down, stri- stripping it down to the studs, getting to the axiomatic <laughs> principles, and you're like, "Fuck it!" Ki- I mean, it kind of is, yeah, cookie like. One problem I'm having with Bake Off is their flavor palette is, I find, insane. <laughs> like, if you do. Um, a cookie, a cake, whatever, that has like primary, what I would call primary dessert flavors. Like, yes. let's say you made something that was vanilla, mm-hmm. like a vanilla, you know, batter with chocolate and peanut butter. Right. Fucking flavors everyone knows goes together. And then Prue turns up her nose and is like, <laughs> well, I don't know if I share the same palate as your six-year-old. <laughs> and it's like, oh, sorry, it doesn't have t- rose tea-infused <laughs> hibiscus you know with a date in the middle like if you put a fucking chunk of fruit in the middle these people are fucking losing their minds yeah yeah but if it's just a classic shit like bananas chocolates peanut butters coke they they turn up their nose and Mm. i don't want to eat 99 percent of the stuff they're making right right i hear you but i i just love it i i i i love it's more about the sculpture and the presentation as well. I mean, the flavor profile is there as well, obviously. But, you know, people are building, like, towers and shit with their cookies and cakes and stuff. I know, but that's also gross because they put so much fondant on the outside. Look, I, I'm not presenting myself as an expert here. But, like, in an is-this-cake world, in right. a post-is-this-cake world, <laughs> by the way, I keep turning to Jill, I'm like, are they about to do is this cake? She's like, no, they're not. Is this caking? I'm like, is this an is this cake? Uh, but to do like they are kind of doing um, not an is this cake, but the last thing I watched, they had to make the dessert look like 
another kind of savory food. So a lot of people are doing like, this is a charcuterie plate, but it's all biscuits and, or this is like a pizza, but it's dessert or that kind of thing. Right. And they're, they're trying to make them look realistic. Right. Like the actual savory food. Yeah. Um, but they have to put so much fondant on it, like that thick, yes. pasty thing to, you know, to then paint that or to make that a certain color. Yeah. Who wants a dessert like that? <laughs> Who wants to slice into a cake and there's like a half inch layer of, I don't even know what it is. Yeah, but yeah, you're no, you're not wrong. But we don't get to taste the food, so who gives a shit? We're watching them construct it. We're watching the stress of it. We're watching the emotions, the highs and the lows. And it's just nice to be in that tent, you know? Like Yeah. It's yeah, just it's one great. of the most pleasant places on earth it seems. So, that's all. Yeah, I, my only other I don't know if this is a gripe or this is just a, I just don't know how it works, but in Top Chef, which is the the cooking competition that I watch every year yes uh they're there and they don't have access to any notes and they're like sequestered they don't go home and in bake-off it seems like they do they go home between every episode because they're coming back with a list of their own recipes that they're about to be making yeah like for the showstopper let's say yeah for the showstopper and the one that the first one and the the third one though they they've practiced at home before they get there Right. And there is a practice tent, apparently. So I think they get to practice their showstoppers. And what's the first one called? It's just the, the assignment or whatever. The uh, I mean, it's like the, the what we would call in Top Chef, like the quick fire. Right. Like the first thing. But and then yeah. I'm also I don't really feel like they're evaluating all three courses very well because they don't name a winner of the first one. And I'm just like a little bit more. Uh, between Prue and Paul and uh, Noel, um, <laughs> and oh shit, uh, there was a woman who I don't recognize. Uh, I yeah, don't she's new she this is. year, and I, I, her, I'm blanking on her name too. But she's blanking a delight. On her name. Of course, no Noel from uh, the Mighty oh Boosh. God, one point. Yes, the Mighty Boosh yeah. days. Uh, anyways, I would just like maybe a little bit more like, oh, she sucked on the first thing, but killed the final thing, and now let's like, yeah. Anyway. Whatever. You get you gotta chill, man. You gotta take a gummy. Beforehand. I know I can't come in eleven years <laughs> later, eleven seasons in, and be like, oh, "This very popular thing that everyone loves." Well, I have some notes. Well, you're you're in Top Chef. You're in Iron Chef mode. You know what I mean? Like you're a cutthroat, fucking, you know, chopped that kind of thing. You just gotta sort of just just chill out and I know and I know. enjoy the out. enjoy the just niceness. Let it, let it wash. Yeah. Wash over you. Uh, all right. So Twixes are cookies. I'm not really. I'm not going to agree with you on principle. Going to hold okay. fast. To That's this fine. One, That's fine. You know what? A little friction in the relationship. It's nice in your marriage that you can ad- admit that you're wrong. Yeah. 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 On the important things, I can admit that I'm wrong. We're not married yet, so I never have to. <laughs> not not being married means never having to admit you're wrong. That's. That's what I say. Uh, what was this thing? Other argument about oh, yeah. fans. So we, uh, Lincoln is having this stupid argument with Rachel. Now, I'd love to hear your take on this. L- Lincoln contends that Creed, the band, mm-hmm. is better mm-hmm. than Nickelback. No. No. Are no, you sure? Get him on, where is he? Calm down. Call him, get him out of school. <laughs> He's off school today, but he's not here. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, the, listen, I'll I'll say this. I agree with you that 
that Nickelback is the better band. So we're talking about the two shittiest bands other than Oasis, right? Like it's a tie for three. Oh, shot. Come on, man. Now I'm going to take, I have to take you out of school and take him out of school, put you in school. Fred Flintstone style, like when he puts the, <laughs> puts the tiger outside. So if I had to choose, I would probably choose to go see a Nickelback concert because I think it would be more fun. But there are songs of Creed that I like more than Nickelback songs. Like Higher by Creed is a guilty pleasure of mine. I fucking love that song. Oh, and that, that's fine, but I can only name two Creed songs with right. Arms Wide Open and Higher. Yeah. And I would say like the easiest argument to make is if you think they're both bad, then I would just say they're both bad and Nickelback has way more popular songs. Yeah, but that not better songs. They don't have a better song... The two good songs of Creed are better than all of Nickelback's songs. Do you know what I mean? But if I went to a Creed concert, I would be sitting there waiting for them to play those two songs. And the rest of it I wouldn't care about. But Nickelback, I would be like having a few beers and enjoying the basically stadium country is what they are, really. Nickelback, you mean? Nickelback, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just think How You Remind Me is a... Is a decent song. As a pop song, is a better song. The hooks are better. So you you think that's better than... And I think higher... higher, I would say, actually, the one thing about Nickelback you could say is that for all the vitriol that's been thrown at them, they don't take themselves that seriously. Yes, that's true. Creed takes themselves as seriously as anyone (laughs) could. I mean, because Scots, they have that religious, like, with arms wide open, Mm -hmm. um, sort of, like, uh, high-minded Christianity to them. Like well, they think they're doing something sort of high-minded and important where Nickelback's just like, we're just a dumb rock and roll band right. that happened to become super popular that happens to write catchy songs. Right. Sorry. Like, I'm sorry we're so popular. <laughs> and they are popular. They're very popular. People love Nickelback. Yeah. And, and just from the memes alone, the look at this photograph, look at this graph. I mean, I, I to me, it's, it's no comparison. Like, I, I wouldn't really want to listen to either. No, but, I mean that's not what this is about. This is just about the two <sighs> the two yeah, most right. reviled bands in the world, I think, or in the 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 rock world. But this is this is actually interesting like the reassessment of music looking backwards and how you lose control of the narrative like uh uh well I hope I, I remember the specifics, but I listened to this podcast called uh, IndieCast mm-hmm. and uh they were just actually having a discussion last week about how this band called Duster, which is sort of this like slow core band from the 90s, is one of the most popular alternative 90s bands on Spotify, like by streaming. Duster, like, I've up, never heard of them. Like Built to Spill and Guided by Voices and Pavement, like it doesn't equal all the streams of Duster because just people have gone backwards and said like, we as Gen Z like this music. I don't know, it appeals to them. It's like, you know, big on TikTok and sort of in the same way that I'm just trying to remember the two bands. Like if you look back at the 70s, I forget that. I know one example was Fleetwood Mac. Uh, But basically they were saying how in the 70s you would like Fleetwood Mac was sort of for for boomers, right? It's like middle of the road, you know, AM radio style music. Mm -hmm. And now that has been the band that has been adopted by the next generation as kind of cool and definitive of that period. Yeah. And if you are 
a music snob or just someone who's very interested in music and we're listening to a lot of things and like there were bands that you considered more important and influential and doing more uh, I don't want to say avant-garde but boundary pushing music or you know music that was quote-unquote important yeah and now it's just like now we just think that this band that was sold the most records and was insanely popular right so I guess sort of the opposite as the duster example but all this to say you go back and you play someone black hole sun mm-hmm. and you play someone higher mm-hmm. sonically they're not that insanely different you know That's what i mean true. it's a yeah. guy singing it's you know distorted guitars it's a sort of a similar tempo song mm-hmm. so if someone decides hey i like higher more than black hole sun what are you gonna go back and go, no you don't understand Soundgarden was cool and like <laughs> you know chris cornell was the voice of a generation and scott stapp was a laughing song yeah. like, well, i don't know what to tell you without that context i just think i like higher more yeah I mean, you're you're, you're, gonna do about it? you're talking about like a difference between a pessimist and an optimist because I feel like the optimist would like higher and Black Hole Sun is, you know, lyrically, tonally. But you're right. I agree with you. I think that it would be hard to my, – my kids are just discovering music like just online like Apple Music or Spotify or whatever. And you're 100% right. I've never heard of Duster. Never. How is that possible? Yeah. Yeah, they're around. They're around. Go, go stream. Um, I wanted to say that a good thing that happened to me was, you know how like some people have a specific thing they're obsessed with, and then it's good because everyone knows what to buy them. Like my my aunt was obsessed with cows. I'm not sure she still is. <laughs> so everyone would buy like if they were on a vacation or need to buy a present, yeah. something cow themed. Sure. Like a little cow trinket or. Mm-hmm. A little, I think she had a, a cow, little chalkboard in the kitchen that she could write little sayings on, right. or cups that had cow print on them, you know, whatever. <laughs> and I realized that doing the show sets us up for, for basically telling people, hey, anything you see about this thing, send it to us. Right. <laughs> so, like from last week, anytime anyone was in a store seeing something that's like double chocolate cookie, double chocolate brownie, they were sending that to me. Right. Yeah, but yeah. my new favorite thing is that anytime there's a video of a dolphin humping a person, <laughs> that video is getting sent to me. And just what a joy. What a joy just to see oh do- horny dolphins all the time. Totally. Yeah. You said you share that with the group chat and uh, that, that dolphin assaulted that woman. That there's no question that's holding up in court. Like if that if they had that, I don't think the story we were talking about was like in the early '90s. They didn't have uh, camera phones, but right. if if that photographic evidence existed and that guy did anything similar yeah. with that dolphin, he would be in jail. Totally. But then again, the dolphin does it to the human. No one cares. Nobody we cares. think it's a hilarious gag. Oh, you dolphin! You horny, horny dolphin! Yeah. Um. <laughs> The other good thing is, do you remember my pandemic obsession with rock climbing? Yes. Okay. So during the pandemic, I was watching a lot of Red Bull TV. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing better than being completely isolated in your house, but also consuming things by the brand Red Bull. Just getting fucking hyped up to sit on the couch alone. Uh, So, you know, I started with your, your... Alex Honnold's and your Tommy Caldwell's. Okay. I got deep into your Chris Sharma's and your mm. Alex Andras and your Ashima Shirashi's. You know, the whole gang. Sure. I'm nodding but, like I've heard any of those names. <laughs> well, thank you for thank you for nodding. <laughs> it's it's like, you know, your Al- Alex Honnold, that's like that's the Beatles. Okay. 
and Tommy Caldwell's maybe the Stones. Ooh, okay. But then Alexandra, like maybe he's the Kinks. Gotcha. Oh. You know, you, and you start getting deeper. Yeah, yeah. Into the into it. <laughs> uh, but instead of going up, I'm going down now because I'm a cave girly. Oh, Love interesting. Caving. Spelunking? Is that what? Is that spelunking? Uh, I think spelunking <laughs> is rappelling into a cave, but I wouldn't. Oh. I wouldn't demean what I'm watching by calling it spelunking. Oh, okay. <laughs> Like the 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 thing that started me on it was the Thai cave documentary. Sure, yeah. The rescue, mm-hmm. and then I saw the the Ron Howard movie Thirteen Lives, and then and then it died down. Like you know that was yeah. the initial thing, yeah, and then yeah. now last week I read this article in the New Yorker from like 2014 about this guy Bill Stone who's trying to prove that this cave system in Mexico called Chevet is the the deepest cave in the world. Okay, and he he's been on like a lifetime quest to prove it and every time he goes in with this huge crew and he gets a little deeper but then he has to stop and then he comes back out and he keeps going back anyway so i watched a documentary about that i watched another documentary called dave's dave not coming home uh where uh spoiler alert dave does not come home oh geez uh so <laughs> anyways i am just fucking fascinated by by caving right now and i just want to know does this appeal to you is this anything you're interested in getting into with me with you not participating uh, in court of course oh not participate you don't want to go in no. a cave no but that that's the that's what i think is beautiful about it it's like some idiots watch this extreme shit and go wow that'd be so cool to do and then they start fantasizing like when i have more time i'm gonna get into this and i'm gonna buy right. the equipment and i'm like no i'm i will never ever do this i'm not built to I mean, I am built to fit into tiny spaces, but <laughs> physically speaking, but right. mentally speaking, I'm I'm not designed for this at all. Right. Like, it's truly horrifying what these people do. Oh, God. And some people do it underwater as well, like cave diving. Like, yes, oh, my God. Yes, yes. That's that's the Dave not coming home situation. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I am definitely into watching the, the dive stuff and the actual exploration of caves. I don't think I could do it. I've been to the, I think they were called the, the Takalichi caverns in uh, Tennessee and you go deep and it just, you feel the earth looming above you, you know, like, and it is not a comfortable feeling. It looks cool. Like the stalactites and stalagmites everywhere. And you feel like you're in the goonies running around, but (laughs) I wouldn't, I would never do it on my own. Like, you know, exploring caves. Are you fucking crazy? Yeah. <laughs> There's no well, way. It, it, it's funny that you say that, like, you feel the earth looming around you. Because it got me thinking about that, like, you know, the famous Seinfeld thing where he put a picture of the galaxy on the wall yeah. and then, like, you know, circled earth. And, and the message was basically like, hey, I know you guys are stressed in here, but when you think about it, we are just this one tiny speck in this entire endless galaxy and on that tiny speck we are like a tiny less than an ant yeah so like don't think that your problems are so important yeah. and it and it gave jerry a lot of comfort but it freaked larry david out right and that's what's so interesting about caving is these guys are like they're filming them they're in a hole that is like like they're stuck basically and they're pushing through this tiny little hole and they don't know what's on the other side right and they don't really know exactly if they're going to keep going forward, like they keep going forward and then they get to this end point. And they're like, Oh shit. Now we got to figure out where the hell we, how the hell we got here and yeah. get back out. Yeah. But they're like, this is 
when I feel the most at peace in life. Wow. Like, it's just silent, quiet. There's no light. Right. Like, there's literally no light. Yeah. And But they're like, this is the most at peace I've ever felt in the world. And to me, I'm like, that would be the mo- the worst I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> but it's just so funny, like, the span of that, right? Like, yeah. what, what to one person is... Uh, enveloping and womb-like and calming is just claustrophobic and and in some cases like on these um, expeditions they're going on they are like 15 days from being able to get up oh my because that's how long it takes to get up yeah it's it's crazy and i also just love that they're just the most normal people like climbers are fucking cut right you know (laughs) like not an ounce of fat on them and these guys are just like a plumber that does this or right. like a scientist, a biologist that does it. And they're just normal, <laughs> the most normal looking dudes, but they're fucking badasses. Uh. Anyways, caving, get into it. <laughs> Watching it, not actually doing it though. Don't do it. Well, do, I mean, I don't fucking, I don't <laughs> want to tell you. I mean, it, it is, it is one of those sports where just like you will eventually die probably. Yeah. Especially in the, in the deep water. I mean, that's what Dave not coming home is about is this guy dives in this, famous cave i think it's in south africa okay and he's doing he's on the super deep dive and he sees a dead body and they know that it's this guy that was exploring that cave and had died so this uh new guy dave he's like we're going to rescue him and you don't typically rescue people at that depth just because it's so dangerous and so labor intensive and it's about him trying to bring this body back and (laughs) spoiler alert dave not coming home (laughs) He's trying to rescue a dead guy. Yeah, it's okay. it's. Anyways, it's so fucking sad. They bring the the guy that had died's parents because they're like, finally we can get some closure when we bring the body up. And then they basically like have to go through it again. Uh, okay, maybe the caving is bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't do caving. Yeah. Um, mm. another documentary I watched was this new four part David Beckham documentary. Have you? seen the tile on netflix i have seen the tile i I got an alert about it i watched the trailer and um you men you texted me and asked me if i watched it and i the only reason i haven't watched it yet is because i agreed to watch it with jackson and he was out last night so oh okay i can respect that yeah so i have i it looks great uh skeets was in here this morning talking about it loved it yeah he loved it yeah he watched all four hours well, like the the first thing you, I notice at least is like David Beckham is a name I've heard of, you know, since since I was a teenager. Yes, one of the most famous, recognizable people in the world. And then as soon as it starts, I'm like, I just realized I don't know anything about David Beckham <laughs> aside from the fact that he played football and that he married Victoria Beckham. Right. Other than that, I don't know anything. And about he him. can bend it. Oh boy, Whatever can that he bend means. it. <laughs> Uh, well, it means that in the air, he bends the ball around the defense. The free kicks this man took, J.D., oh. I mean, they're, they're, it's fucking a renaissance painting, the, 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 what he was doing out there. Um, I want to just bring up a couple, like, odds and ends from this, because I, I don't want to ruin any, whatever, ruin the real life for you. But okay. Fisher Stevens directs this movie. I saw like, that. Like, Okay, it is the most distracting thing <laughs> Fisher Stevens, he's like this character actor. He's been in fucking like every TV show and movie. He's most recently he's in Succession. He was the PR flag. Right, yeah. 
Um, and he, he's kind of like a classic, like weird looking dude. You would like in the Buscemi mold, yeah, but yeah. not as famous as Buscemi. But he has made himself like a central part of the documentary. Like you hear his voice way too much. You fucking see him way too much. Oh, weird. I didn't didn't care for hmm. for that. Uh, but they do one really cool production thing. So you know, there's this trend of. In documentaries now, they'll show the person watching the thing that they want them to react to like, yeah. on an iPad. Yeah. Like The Last Dance, the Jordan doc did, did this did a lot. They did a lot, yeah. So instead of just saying, like, what did it feel like when you hit the shot? You know, they'll show it to him in real time so he can be like, oh, yeah, I remember this guy was here and then blah, blah, blah. And just feels more immediate. Yeah. But what they do in this documentary is instead of showing them the iPad, so you're just watching someone watch it on an iPad, then they cut to and they're looking back to the camera. They have the person looking directly into the camera, watching the thing, but so to cue the viewer, oh, they're actually watching something. Yeah. They show three seconds of what they're watching kind of silhouetted on their faces if it's yeah. like the reflection from a TV screen <laughs> yeah. really close. Uh, I just thought it was an, a cool little trick to get around handing them an iPad. Yeah, yeah. No, I like it. Um, so I respect that. I also, from a documentary point of view, there's this part where apparently David Beckham had an, at least an affair, but multiple people said they had an affair with him and they bring it up. And they're just like, oh, what was it like for you at that time? And David's like, oh, so hard. I didn't know how, I, I don't know how we got through it, you know, how our marriage got through it. And then they cut to Victoria and she's like, it was the worst time in our lives and Beckham had just gone to Real Madrid, so he was away from home. But then he never goes, is it true? Right. Like, they just... And I kept being like, they're going to come back to this, right? But they they really let him off the hook. Wow. Like, th- that part was weird. But anyways, it's, it's a pretty good doc. And I just want to say, this is fucking... This guy's so hot. So hot. I came up with something called the Beckham Principle, <laughs> which is like my new mark of... Being a hot guy is you have to have 20 different wildly varied and sometimes insane haircuts and look amazing in all of them. <laughs> right. Like, because you could show me a good looking guy, you know, with a nice, you know, let's say medium length haircut, but you shave his head, you're like, whoa, that guy's got a weird head. Or right. he looks weird now, or now his ears look too big. Right. Beckham's like, he's got long flowing hair. He's got a complete buzz cut. He's got a top knot. He's got a faux hawk. Yeah. I mean, he just looks amazing in all of them. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> like, how many different haircuts do you think you could look good? Um, Probably two. Two. Yeah, I think two is the right answer. <laughs> the mullet and the fade. That's <laughs> the it. The mullet and the fade. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you think you're hot. You're not. You're not. Shave well, your head and then grow it out into a top knot. And then tell me if you look good in both. Do they ever explain what happened to his nose? No, but I mean, I look, they both had work done. Right, but his his looks broken, doesn't it? Am I crazy? Maybe it did, but the way that it's sort of perfectly pointed to right, me right. says work was done here. I mean, I, he looks as good as he ever do, did, and he's in his like late 40s now. Right. Yeah. In fact, he looks better in a sense because he got his teeth done. Like, they were mm. kind of all snaggletooth at the start. Right. But the British don't care. They'll still, still think a guy's hot <laughs> if he's got a fucked up mouth. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Orthodontistry's 
not a priority. Uh, <laughs> all right, some quick housekeeping. Uh, to support the show, please go to patreon.com slash isthisgood. Um, you'll get an extra Great Beyond show every month. You can talk to the peahounds. You can come to our live streams, which we will be talking about in a second, a funny story that happened on that. To buy merch, <laughs> go to isthisgoodpod.com. Send me emails at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Could always use some good topics, some settle this is, whatever's on your mind. Love to read them. And of course, subscribe on YouTube and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. So I want to follow up on, I think, the high watermark of these hangouts that we do. So basically, <laughs> we send you a Zoom link. Everyone comes up. Everyone's a little tile on the screen. And we all just have a chat. People bring up things that they want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like we're talking to them. It's just, it's. It's free flowing. I want to get my Bill Simmons on, but it's truly a conversation. <laughs> that's right. Let the conversation begin. Oh, now that's my Garth. Uh, all right. So we started by talking about Naked Attraction, that that new HBO British show mm-hmm. where people are just naked up on stage the whole time. And this guy comes on. Uh, Brian won't give too many details about him, just in case. Um, he says like, "Oh yeah, yeah. Like, well, I was a nude model once." And we're like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, for our bachelorette parties, they would do these paint and sip nights, you know, where normally you'd, maybe you'd go and paint like uh, flowers or the sunset over a bridge, whatever it is. But because it's a bachelorette, they have a nude model and yeah. they paint this nude model. So we're asking him all these questions like, what did you do? Did you wear a robe? You know, where are you sit? What position <laughs> are you in? Full Costanza, right. timeless art of seduction. <laughs> Found out, no, he was just sitting in a chair, which I, <sighs> you don't want to be sitting, right? If you're naked? Not me. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. no you no. want to be standing up, maybe leaning back a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sucking in the gut. <laughs> maybe double teapot. Uh, <laughs> or you know what I would say? I would just say maybe could I could you get me a bearskin rug and I could just lie on top of it so that you're just painting my butt yeah. that would be my compromise yeah same uh, and so then we ask like what well, did you get to see the paintings at the end and he's like yeah like I, I actually I have some pictures of them and we're like oh that's interesting <laughs> so then the conversation continues for like an hour we're talking about a bunch of other shit and then at the end, it circles back, and he's like, oh, yeah, while you guys were talking, I'm looking at my hard drive, and I found some of the pictures. We're like, if you are at all comfortable with this, <laughs> we will enable share screen, and you could show us these pictures. Yep. And he was a great sport. And he showed us, I think, five different pictures that women, amateur <laughs> painters, had painted of him. Yeah. And it was... I mean, obviously, it was so fucking funny. Yes. But... The variance, like oh. what I what I couldn't stop thinking about is like let's say in a thousand years from now someone is digging when wherever Brian lives, yeah, and it's like an archaeological site, and we find all this old art, and the people are analyzing it. You would have no idea what this guy looked like. No, you would have no idea how big his donger was. <laughs> it, does he have a six pack? Because he certainly had a six pack in some, in some, not in others. Some people put the chair on a beach. Some put it in a, in a green meadow. <laughs> I like some people were too prude to paint his penis. So they mm-hmm. just put a one person put a like a fern over it, like Adam and Eve style. <laughs> one person just drew a heart over. Yeah. Over the uh, his his schlong. So yeah, just so what a just a fascinating uh, time capsule. Yeah. That he has he has achieved. Uh 
And I want to know, because you are freer with your body than I am. You have many nude pictures of yourself from your Pink Palace days. <laughs> Would you ever nude model? No, I don't think so. No. Really? Yeah. Even even in your younger days? You needed the yeah. cash? <laughs> I never needed the cash that badly. Um, it never just, a. I guess it never really occurred to me back then. But I want to say no, but maybe I would have. I don't know. What what about on the hierarchy of like I'm desperate for cash, I'm nude modeling, or versus I'm desperate for cash, I'm donating my semen to a sperm bank? No, definitely not. Yeah, I would. Yeah, if it's between the two, I'm gonna I'm gonna model. I'll model. Okay, <laughs> respect. <laughs> I mean, I could. What about, what about paint? Sorry, go ahead. I could model now. Rachel's taken a few of these classes. Not the oh. not the bachelorette party time, but like an actual serious oh, art class. The figure, the form. The figure and the form. And um and what what I found like a shocking betrayal of uh trust, or maybe not, I don't know. But she would go to these classes and they would paint the the person, the model, and these are like models of all shapes and sizes, you know. As it should As be. As it should be. You're right. And what the teacher, after the class, would would like text the group multiple nude pictures of the model. I guess to maybe sort of, you know, if you went back and you wanted to touch up your painting or whatever, because it was a serious art class. But she had like multiple pictures of just these gross naked dudes. <laughs> Uh, on her phone, like, uh, and she's like, oh, please, please don't send me these. <laughs> she sends a text like, hey, if you guys want to touch up your paintings, uh, you know, here, here's the, the, here's what we were looking at. Right. Uh, then it's like, <laughs> five seconds later, like, undo, undo. That is not from the class. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and it kind of gave me a little, you know, maybe, maybe I could do this, you know, now, like today. I mean, if this is what they're looking for, just sort of like dad bods and, you know. Yeah. Reuben-esque. Reuben-esque. That applies to a man, but. Yeah. You know. You I, know, when, when we talk about in the Renaissance, the female form, the, the peak of the female form being much more voluptuous and yes. curvy. Yes. Than it is considered today. Yes. I don't know if the same thing went for a man. I know a man was considered more successful if he was fat because he had the money to eat. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, like Louis the Fourteenth, I felt like he had gout. You know, he was he was just fucking eating fondant all day, probably. <laughs> I think I would be way too vi- too vain to do it for real. Like like today, if I wanted to do it, I'd be like visiting the salon. I'd be getting manicures, pedicures. I'll be waxing this and waxing that. No, you they know? don't want. You're making it I too know. easy if they don't have to draw draw the hair. The I hair know. is the hardest part. I know, but I cannot be even a, in a drawing. I cannot be seen to be not, you know, and that which is very ironic because I have this stupid big hairy beard. <laughs> but the rest of me, I like to be. Yeah, you're like I'd try to grow this beard even longer, <laughs> like say yeah. down to my waist. Yeah, uh, exactly. I was also thinking like. I would hate to be these women that painted that had to paint Brian and then have their work looked at by the person they're painting. Right. Because let's say, like, if you put me... <laughs> actually, this is... I just imagine a bachelor party being like, all right, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> We're painting the female form. So, like, I, I would just hate to 
destroy a woman's self-esteem by seeing my <laughs> version of her because I'm just the worst drawer. Right. I have no touch right. when it comes to that. It would just be a blob. <laughs> no matter what they look like, it wouldn't be a reflection on them. Like, right. You think I could draw draw breasts on a flat canvas? You want me to get 3D? Yeah. No. It's not happening. Forced per- you want forced perspective out of me? <laughs> I, can't, I can't even draw like a horse. So you would feel pressure to make that person look good in the, the off chance that that person would be looking at your canvas. Well, I want to put them in the best light. I mean, even yeah. for my own self-esteem. But right. Like the, the idea that I could realistically portray the vulva. <laughs> it, well, but what about, what about like if they have like a bit of a punch? Perfect, you know, whatever. Everything else is fine. But there's a little punch. Would you? I, I, ideal. I, well, no, because what are you then? What are you going to say? Like, if it's a guy, it's like, oh, well, the guy was so fat, I couldn't see his penis. <laughs> <laughs> Again, yeah, ideal. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm just so scarred from from drawing because I, I, I'm just so bad at it. I remember in the second grade, our teacher had some kind of surgery. I don't remember what. She was gone for, for like a month. And we had a substitute teacher, and the sub- substitute teacher said, like, you know, to show our, our support, I'm sure it would make her smile if we all drew pictures of her, and then we'll send them to her in the hospital. So then when the teacher came back, like, a month later, she's like, I want to thank you for all these thoughtful pictures you drew of me. I, I really like them. And she's sort of going through them, and she's like, uh, Jay- you know, Jason, I, I love this one. It's so cute. And, like, uh, Tommy, I love the way that you showed me reading a book. And and then she got to mine, and she said, oh, I love the way that um, I'm, I'm standing perfectly flat, but my feet are facing either direction. <laughs> That's literally what she said. Yeah, like, and I was like, am I starting to understand what sarcasm is? I'm like, oh, we're not just trying our best now in the second grade right, here. We're right. not just doing what we can. We're actually like critiquing because, you know, it's like if you draw like picture like a stick figure, you know, basically like a filled out stick figure where the feet are just going like that. You know, it's like, yeah, no. line flat. I can't make the feet face forward. No. I don't know how to do that. And you know what? Some of the, those ladies painting Brian couldn't either because there were a couple of. If you go back and what and and look at it, they are akimbo. the 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 feet are exactly how you drew them. the The penis is <laughs> absolutely perfect, but the feet are are sideways. Yeah, that's another good question. Do you start with the like? <laughs> no, that's, that's stupid. <laughs> I wanted to get the details right on the penis so you didn't feel weird, and right. then I just drew you in uh, around it. Right. But like, why could? Why can't I be like, um, you know, so like an ancient Egypt? Like you, you look at the hieroglyphs on in uh, a pyramid in ancient Egypt. Like yeah. they are drawing like like walk like an Egyptian style people. Sure. Like that I could do. Yeah. They weren't p- putting their feet forward, but yet people are celebrating them. What? Because they existed thousands of years. Ago? I guess I haven't figured People it out. People line up to see a to, to marry my two interests: a cave painting by a caveman. Yes, and it's like a circle <laughs> that is the the belly of the the saber tooth tiger, and then circle that is the face of the saber tooth tiger, and then right. stick man with just linear straight line with spear. People love that. It's a but guy, when I, I yeah. try to show my love to Mrs. Schmidt, she fucking destroys me. <laughs> You've been scarred ever since, I think. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I, it's, it's not good. I don't want to be put in the position. So, bros, when I get married, let's not do a paint and sip. That's just maybe we can do some pottery. Oh, do okay. Some pottery. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was this thing you wanted to tell me about uh, emotional support animals? Yeah. So um, last week, uh, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, um, I saw this story from the AP. Well, it was actually from the New York Post, but the AP picked it up. So, oh, the New York Post! Don't tell them that in the New York Times. Mm, I know, They're right? Sworn enemy. <laughs> Here's the headline: Fan denied entry into Phillies game after uh-huh. trying to bring in emotional support alligator. Oh, so this guy. I I know this gator. Wally Gator. Wally Gator. Yes, yeah. I've he's all over social media. I mean. <sighs> I say good that they they denied him entry, you know. Yeah, no, oh, yes. I, I, it's I, a five I, foot alligator who apparently loves hugs. No, this I, you wouldn't <laughs> believe what this alligator. I've seen this alligator in a pool, like they're they're with kids. Their primary kill zone with kids, and the kids are like rolling it on its back. Yeah, they're like petting its snoot. They're putting <laughs> the fingers in the mouth, like yeah. I don't know. It is. It seems insane, but the guy, I, I forget. I think he literally. It was living. It, it was found in like Disney World or something, and so they they were shipping it out. And like, and yeah, he lives in in Pennsylvania somewhere. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he fucking loves this alligator. He sleeps with the alligator. Mm-hmm. It doesn't live in a cage. Mm-hmm. He takes it to. I mean, this is the question. He's He's got the alligator on, in, like, a harness, like you would put your dog in, yeah. and he's got it on a leash, and he walks it around to, like, supermarkets and shit like that. Yes. And if you go on 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 Instagram, there's just so many pictures of, of kids holding it. Right. So if you went to the Kroger and it was there, and let's say Lincoln, I mean, Lincoln, Lincoln could defeat an alligator right, right now. I think so, In yeah. his current form. But yeah. let's say 10 years ago, would you let him <laughs> no. hold the cute alligator? Not at, not at Kroger. Probably not anywhere. Not even like in a trained, controlled environment. Like I just, it's an alligator. Even if the guy does this thing he does, where he puts his hand into the alligator's mouth, yeah, and they're, they're instinctually programmed. I, I've heard him say, like, because again during the pandemic, I was obsessed with dodo videos. Okay, <laughs> you know, like they're like, oh wow, this fox is in love with <laughs> with this uh, dog, and now they're best friends, like that kind of thing. And uh, he was saying that like it, it has no instinct to to snap. Right. And he and he said, he said I I'm not sure if there is another alligator in the world that is like this. Like I think he's almost saying like there's something something wrong with it. Wrong with this yeah. alligator. Yeah, yeah. 100%. He's like this is a shitty alligator. <laughs> it's the worst. It's alligator. Like if the whole purpose of an alligator <laughs> is to snap down on things. Yeah. This one broke. Yeah. You gotta take that alligator back to the store. Yeah. Yeah, I. You know what? I'm happy for Wally Gator's owner. Uh, it it helps him with his depression apparently, but uh-huh. you don't need to bring a, an alligator to a baseball game. That's all. I I don't want to be the guy sitting next to an alligator, a five yeah, foot alligator. Yeah. He's almost peacocking, like you know, like alligatoring. Like yeah. Like, oh look at me! I could this. I could take this alligator everywhere. Like now I'm the star of the show. Yeah. Don't watch these. Hard-working men on the field. 
don't don't watch the boys of summer watch this alligator that i have with me you know but it's impossible to tell because i swear to god every week there's a story of like or, or there was a famous story about the woman that had the chimp and it was like this chimp is my best friend mm-hmm. and i've had him for 20 years and then one day didn't it like eat her face off or yes. rip her face off mm-hmm. right so it's an animal you just don't know exactly right i mean there's do- and, like and when- dogs are the same dogs are the same totally your your dog my dog tried to bite your face off that's right and you know what happened to that dog? Uh, well, don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have a dog like that in my house with no, kids. Don't say it. I, now I just made it sound like you killed the dog. I didn't kill the dog, but I did return it from whence it came, which was the Humane Society. He lived with right. us for four months. He was a fine and it, dog. It did try to kill you. Did try to kill me. Luckily, it was yeah. me and uh, one of the kids. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess four months isn't that long, but. No. Would you be what? What's the dog you dog you've had the longest? Uh, Cosmo. Like, could you categorically say that in no circumstances would this dog, like, like let's say it was your emotional support animal and you brought it and you were a Kroger and there were kids petting it. Yeah. I don't know why they're so excited to pet a dog. There's a lot of them in the world, <laughs> especially Cosmo, but, who's like garbage dog. But you can't be convinced that this dog's not going to bite a kid if it pokes no. the, the dog in the wrong place. Especially the older it gets. You know, it's, it's starting to get some pains here and there. You don't know. You exactly. have no idea. But but the the person that has the alligator or the chimp that is like, you don't understand. This is the friendliest ex in the world. It will never attack. It, it's the same as like a dog owners that can't understand that. they're Oh, what? Uh, the dog is perfect. The dog could never hurt anyone. In the yeah. meantime, this there's a fucking dog that lives next door to me. <laughs> That's constantly attacking my dog. Yeah. And they had to put, or did literally bite him on, on the nose through the through their little gate. And mm. they had to put chicken wire up. So he can't put his snoot through. And they still, like, when the, they see him and the dog jumps, tries to jump over the fence and goes, Rah! and snaps at my dog, they go, they're like, oh, Comet, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Or what about, I'm sure you've had to deal with parents at school uh-huh. that are like, Oh, little Logan could never do anything wrong. And you're like, well, I don't know what to tell you. Your kid pushed mine off the swing set. <laughs> That's right. So what, you can't convince these people. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I'm I, worried that the Wally Gator saga is going to end badly. That's all. Imagine that, that would be... That would be the biggest... I, I will say, I don't think that... You know how like a people take pictures when they're in Thailand or, you know, sim- like similar sort of more... Uh, eastern places where they'll like have a tiger they'll be like holding a tiger or like a full-size fucking tiger and they're lying next to it with yeah. their elbow up on it yeah yeah <laughs> but those tires are fucking drugged up totally like they're doing fucked up things to those tires i don't think that he's doing anything weird to wally gator no wally gator think, just makes wally, wally gators uh wally gators on that indica <laughs> <laughs> maybe Maybe. And then one day he's going to feed that Wally Gator some sativa and fucking and Wally Gator is going to put on some Pink Floyd and fucking go <laughs> go a chomping. Um, all right. Before we go, you said you had some pictures to show me. Yeah. So I will say before, I, I, you don't know what they are, but uh, go to YouTube. Search is this good on YouTube. We're, we're almost at 4,000 subs, which I hope you don't hear that and laugh and say 4,000 subs. So get us up to 4,000 yeah. Um, it's fun to see us. Yeah, it is. Uh, and you're going to want to see this because I am participating in a trend. I think this is the first. <laughs> Loser! <laughs> right? <laughs> this is the first trend I think I've ever participated in. And this is mm-hmm. the AI yearbook trend. Have you seen this? 
I have seen it, but I have to ask you a question because on uh, I didn't mention Monday's episode with Jay Skeets, which is a super fun episode. You should go back and listen to that. Um, we were talking about internet trends in Pick Your Poison. Did this inspire you? Like we were talking about planking and the mannequin challenge. Did this inspire you to participate? I was sort of. I think that's maybe why I decided to participate. Now, I haven't posted any of these pictures because content for the show first, obviously. Respect. Respect. That's right. Um, and I also... I. My intention was to fuck with the trend. So here's what you do. There's this software. It's AI software. Mm-hmm. It's an app mm-hmm. for your phone. It's free. The app, it's free. But I did yeah, have free, to- Yeah, free, but, uh, but... All the price is all your data. <laughs> That's right. Um, and so I'm like, all right, I'm going to try this. I think it'll be hilarious if I... It, you, they ask you to upload 8 to 12 selfies, Okay, just off your... You have 8 to 12 selfies? Well, I had to dig deep and I was looking. And usually when I take a selfie is when there's something fucked up about me. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, one of the kids has like fashioned my hair into Mm. a massive Ed Grimley style, you know, point, a unicorn point. Or I'm trying on weird glasses at Shoppers Drug Mart or whatever and I'll take a picture of myself. Um, So yeah, I found 12 sort of... You know, not great selfies, like not flattering selfies, that's for sure. And I thought this will be hilarious because these are it's the, the algorithm's gonna fucked up, it's gonna look like weird, deformed, you know, AI pictures that we've all seen, you know, like just just random, brutal shit. And I got sixty pictures it cost me sixty dollars. I got sixty pictures. Wait, I thought you just said it was free. It's free. The app is free, but if you want the <laughs> whatever, <laughs> and it's okay. to be honest, it's they frighten me a little bit. AI is fuck, fuck. Now I'm scared. Now I'm scared. Okay, okay ready? Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show okay. you. I'm scared that you paid sixty dollars for this, but I, I didn't I do pay. Thank you for the no, content. I paid six dollars. Six dollars. Oh, six dollars. Yeah, okay, that's for sorry, sixty that's photos. Sixty. Photos. Oh, okay, okay. So I misunderstood. Okay, so right, here, let's, let's see. And I'm, I, I'm just gonna. Because I've seen the trend, these are yearbook photos, so I'll make some assumptions about who this person that I never went to high school with was in high school. (laughs) Right. Me going to high school in the 90s, and they're not really, I mean, they're sort of yearbook pictures, but not. they're more glamour shot type stuff. Anyways, here's the first one. Okay. So it absolutely looks like me. It does, but doesn't look like you when you were that age. No. It just looks like you de-aged. Do you right. know what I'm saying, the yeah. difference? 100%. Now, here's a, here, here comes Okay, a, I would say you, I mean, you look like George Michael. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Like straight George Michael. <laughs> yep, straight George Michael. Now, here's the Beckham test because I think all of these pictures have a different hairstyle. Okay, here's the next one. <gasps> okay, Tim Heidecker. Yeah, yeah. Big time. Uh... Okay, Ooh, this is I my mean Canadian you're tuxedo. in full gene. You're in full gene here. Uh, I mean, I don't understand the pictures you said were like weird pictures of you. You just look kind of like generically attractive in all of these. I know. I've oh, okay. I, I've <laughs> discovered that I'm generically attractive. Do you still have your yearbook? Uh, you know what? I was looking for, it, but I think it's in storage because I wanted to to grab a couple of pictures. Um, but here's the thing: like this looks like me, but Every selfie I took was in the last year, probably, that, that I sent them. So I have a full, like, ZZ Top-style beard. And 
it kind of got right. my face accurate. And I would never. Okay, th- this is um, <laughs> this is like um, ski hill core. Yeah, like the video for uh, I think it's I'll never break your heart. Backstreet Boys, where they're all in uh, big sweaters <laughs> yeah. and, and lounging by a fire. <laughs> totally. You de- this is very boy band. Yeah, yeah. Um, a very boy band look. But yeah. again, you look wonderful. Thank you. This is all leather outfit, um, leather uh-huh. blazer, leather pants, uh, V-neck T-shirt. Yeah, this is uh, this is uh, in the '90s. This is definitely Giorgio Armani. Yes, um, yeah. you've 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 started to buy some fashion magazines. I would say yeah. you're, you're getting interested in in Paris Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you haven't been, but when you graduate high school, you really want to go, right? And you, you definitely club. This one is the oh. most AIE to me. It sort of looks weird. And you've got the cross. I mean, the, I swear to God, this is like literally crossed you and George Michael. Yeah, I think It's so. uncanny. Yeah. Which means you're Greek. Okay, now this is probably more what you looked like. Yeah. Uh, but a real scuzz bucket. A scu- very scuzzy. Very scuzzy. And how come there, you have no acne in any of these pictures? I know. Airbrushed. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now we're into sort of weird Sears photography, <laughs> uh, Cat Daddy. Yeah. This you look like Bob Ross crossed yeah. with, um, <laughs> let's just say, a man that drives a <laughs> uh, paneled station wagon. That's right. 100%. Here I am with a stack of books, nerdy uh-huh. me, but still. Never, never read that much. But yeah, yeah, but now you look like a um, guy in glasses that when you take them off at the end, you're super hot. Yeah, exactly. And this is just uh, me heading to school. Yeah. But uh, did did you, I don't know what the end of the story was, but did you, do you remember what you looked like in your yearbook photo? Yeah, I had longer hair, sort of. um, Yeah, it was like weird rocker hair. Okay. So here (laughs) I am boxing. Okay, these all really what they look like is, uh, let's say there's a teen movie, yeah, and then it's the end of the teen movie, and over the credits they so- show snapshots of them that would appear in the yearbook kind <laughs> right, of thing. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, that's for what sure. all these look like. Yeah. Now I, I don't know if these are just templates. If everybody gets the same outfits based on their, you know, no, no, it knew you were Canadian because it's showing you playing hockey. Here. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, I guess I'll ask: Is there like a grand finale, or are you gonna? Are we gonna look through sixty pictures? Like <laughs> we're it's, not uh, looking through bo- sixty. Your, your boring trip 60. to Europe. <laughs> Uh, here's one that I look like. Uh, this is my rap phase, I guess. I'm wearing a yeah, do rag. And Run DMC. Another uh, uh, boy band. Uh, one. Boy band again, yeah. yeah. And then this is my scuzzball. Nickelback. This is Nickelback. Leather hey. pants, leather jacket, guitar. At least you're better than Creed. <laughs> this actually looks more Creed. If only he was wearing a cross in this one. But, I know, uh, but he's wearing he's wearing a fair amount of jewelry, so I think yeah. they I think they nailed it on yeah. that one. Um, all right, well, uh, send that six dollars to the show budget. Expe- <laughs> make sure you expense that. Okay. I don't want I don't want that to come out of pocket. Uh, listen to next week's show coming on Monday, October sixteenth. The guest will be Fast Freddy Cat. Yes, wanted to have Fred Katz on a, a, for a while. Um, you know, NBA beat writer, super funny, and I heard him on a No Dunk show this summer, and I. I I might have to confront him about how much this guy likes fruit. He loves fruit. Insane. Insane. <laughs> Diametrically. This guy would love to be tasting on the Great British Bake Off. <laughs> oh, my God. He... Cherries and apricots. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you, sir. That's you, Fred Katz. That's what you sound like. Um, and go back and listen to the Skeets episode if you haven't. The last episode of the Summer of Dunks. Ah, what a summer it what was. A it is mid-October. Uh, <laughs> all right, email us at isthisgoodpod.gmail.com. Subscribe everywhere. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This was JD and Matt reaching out from the great beyond. We'll see you next week. Have fun in New York, JD. Thank you. Thank you.